the nchc.tv studios this is the american collegiate hockey top 20 podcast brought to you by liberty university bring your faith and your game to the premier acha m1 program on the east coast see us at liberty.edu behind the mask and behind the mask.com your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University. For tickets and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions, go to IndianaTechWarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best to barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey. Power school athletic traditions, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at UGAHockey.com. College Hockey, Inc., growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at AdrianBulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis, and a small school education. For more information, visit us at MaryvilleSaints.com or at Maryville.edu. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find the location near you. University of Mary Hockey. Top flight hockey, intense rivalries, and championship aspirations. Schedule and ticket information at GoYouMary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. The only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. By FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another Wednesday night. A little later than normal, but um, albeit... The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from the 12th floor, high above the desert in Maricopa, Arizona, at the Harris Caesars Rewards property. A little of everything. Our, uh, my co-host is always joining me from that beautiful championship is Las Vegas. Send the Golden Knights out on the road and the winds pile up. Isn't that right, Stephen Marsh? Well, <laughs> They do, uh, thanks to the thanks to the Islanders uh, with new head coach uh, Patrick Waugh, uh, but uh, which is interesting. But they, yeah, they got a win that the night before didn't quite go so well, and uh, Bruce Cassidy uh, was about as angry as you've ever heard him after a post game since he's been with the Golden Knights. But it seemed to work because they went they win the next night. But uh, you know you know we have a Caesar's property here in uh, in Las Vegas. You know you're you're staying at all these Caesar's properties, which is great because <laughs> we, we we talk about you can get rates as low as ten dollars a room as we talk about, except for Super Bowl weekend. I'm going to make that point now. Uh, I'm sure, <laughs> sure you're not going to get will not be ten dollars a night. <laughs> no, no, maybe add a zero, a couple of zeros to that. Well, maybe not a thousand a night, but it's certainly going to be certainly going to be expensive. But uh, which, which, if you didn't know, is here in Las Vegas the the big game. It's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. You got to call it the big game. Can't call it anything else. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we might get sued by the NFL if we call it the. <laughs> no, we just can't. We just can't have a party. We can, we we can't call it a. a uh, Super Bowl party. We have to call it a big game party. That's what all the these hotels all have big game parties. They don't have. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Well, it is a big game. It's going to be a big one. Kansas City's going to be there to win a championship. Yeah, all the Swifties will be here. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why Kansas City is? It's well, it's either going to be Kansas, Kansas City or Baltimore, of course. And then, of course, the other side, it's uh, it's going to be the 49ers or the Lions. But the uh, there's a there's a conspiracy going around that the logo determines the Super Bowl teams each year. This year, the logo, which has, of course, a Vegas feel to it, has a little bit of uh, purple and red in it. So that means that means if it's if it's meant to be, it's going to be the Ravens and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll get into that a little closer to the Super Bowl. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this is a, a hockey show that we're talking about. Absolutely. And uh, hockey it is because the ranking number 12 I believe came out today, correct? It did. You know, we're talking about big games, though. Uh, we do have big games uh, coming up uh, this mm, week in, we in, in Vegas, so we'll get well, to that. Was but. there a big game tonight, Stephen? Before we even get into the polls, was there a big game that happened tonight? Yeah, it, 
I saw this. Yeah, this was this is gonna maybe shake up the rankings for next week. But they're in uh, in North Dakota. There, the University of Mary hosting Minot State on a Wednesday night, and it was the University of Mary. Of course, this is their first season at the D one level. They got a big five three win on uh, on Wednesday as as we do the show live. But if people listen to it a bit later, they may not know what day it was. So Wednesday, uh, yeah, a five three win over uh, Minot State. So Minot State who. Is now twenty four and seven. So, uh, I, well, actually, I, I think they this. I think the ACHA website includes the NCAA losses, but which obviously don't count. But so I think it's twenty. I think it's really twenty four and uh, and five. But uh, or yeah, we, I guess it would oh, be. Well, why am I seeing twenty two four and zero? Am I yeah. looking at the wrong one? No, that's what. Yeah, that's right. Twenty two four and zero. But now they lost. So they're twenty two and five. Uh, you look at the ACHA okay. site. I, I think in their system because they inputted the scores from when they had the, the NCAA games that, that they oh, lost those okay. two games. So that includes that. But, yeah, when you look at the ranking page uh, with the with the release there, that's it's got their 22-4-0 record. But, of course, now it's going to be 22-5-0 after their loss tonight to University of Mary. Well, let me say this. North Dakota has currently the number one team in Minot State, the number four team in Jamestown, the number 10 team in the University of Mary. Which should go. Uh, that state's not that big. Uh, to have three of the uh, top ten teams, and as you mentioned, they'll probably move up. Wait, what do you know about North Dakota? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Are you the biggest thing to come out of North Dakota? <laughs> uh, no, no, definitely not. Uh, there is a hockey team in Grand Forks that seats about 11,000 every weekend. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they know their hockey. Uh, but anyway, that that's pretty impressive when you look at the rankings. So we'll start there. Here's the top 10, Minot State, Adrian, Central Oklahoma, Jamestown, UNLV, Maryville, Liberty, Ohio, Niagara, and Mary. Uh, I'm going to say that Mary is going to jump Niagara at least. But when you look at the top 10, Stephen, and you got a big matchup, as you mentioned this weekend, in Vegas, I may be there for one of those nights. I'm going to be in Laughlin this weekend. So, um, oh, what a beautiful place to be, Laughlin. <laughs> uh, Central Oklahoma and UNLV, the number three versus number five for a weekend series at City National Arena. Um, boy, that it doesn't get much better than that, does it? No, I don't. It doesn't. I mean, it might not stay came here a couple of weeks ago and played UNLV, and you thought that was a big matchup, and it was because you had the number one team against what UNLV was still at number five. And UNLV fought hard that weekend, got a uh, a, sh- a shootout loss the, the first game, and then got got uh, blown out the next night 5 nothing. So as Minot State uh, adjusted and, and played better the next night, and UNLV didn't didn't come up to task. But, but this is probably – and it's a big game for a couple. It's a big weekend for a couple of reasons because, well, both these teams are in the top uh, five, as you mentioned. Central Oklahoma's number three, and maybe they can boost up if if they have a successful weekend here in Vegas. Maybe they move up uh, if Minot State drops down or or whatever because it's so tight right there. Uh, but then it's also big for UNLV because this is an opportunity for them to maybe move up their positioning. I mean, I mean they've already played. This isn't the, the the top five right now. Minot State. They've already played them. They played them three times. They played once in Chicago Classic. They played, uh, they played twice here in Vegas. Uh, Adrian, they've not played, but Central Oklahoma. They're going to play this weekend as WCHL games. So those, uh, they're playing them. Um, and then Jamestown, they've already played this year, and I think they they split that weekend. So they've already, uh, they've gotten to host three of the top uh, four teams in the ACHA this year. Which, uh, if you're you know me, that's I guess what you want. Uh, but yeah. I, and it's it's in a big game because it's WCHL, which uh, is going to probably go uh, this weekend. What might determine who wins that conference, the WCHL uh, titles. We're getting tired towards the later part of it. And UNLV right now is at the top. Central Oklahoma's right behind. Now, they did have a couple of games a couple weekends ago that had to go to extra. So for WCHL, the way they do that, it's, you only get, I think, a couple of points if you win in, in uh, overtime or shootout. So that helps UNLV. But they do not have a loss. UNLV does have one loss in the conference, uh, one loss to Arizona State early in the season. So this weekend's probably going to determine who gets the the WCHL title, which will get an auto bid to the Nationals. Although both teams will be in for sure. Um, and for UNLV, you know they they want to win that. If that's important to them, then this will be the first opportunity to to win the uh, the conference since they've joined in in Central Oklahoma, which is one of the last couple of years now in a row. And 
uh, it's certainly a big matchup. But, uh, yeah, it's a big weekend for that. Also, the other reason is these two teams have really developed quite the rivalry over the last uh, couple of years. Uh, dating back, I guess it would be when the two uh, when they played at Central Oklahoma and, and lost to both both times, and then and then in the national tournament where uh, UNLV and Central Oklahoma met in the in the final four, in the semifinals, and so, and that was after Central Oklahoma had played all that overtime and and uh, and, and they won that game, and then they had to play the next day, uh, and then and then UNLV uh, lost to them, and then the following year they matched up again in in a neutral site in the old airport hangar. Uh, in in Colorado, <laughs> on the heels coming off a game that UNLV had played against Denver the night the day before, and then and then those two teams uh, played each other, and UNLV won that game. So that, yeah, so this 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 is a, a a weekend where, and I think they played each other even before that. They, but this will be the first time that Central Oklahoma has ever come out to Las Vegas too. So uh, this is going to be a a a big weekend. So uh, I, I think we've established how big of a weekend. It's going to be. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, mine. And if it's a big weekend, if you're if you're coming out for one of them, then it's obviously <laughs> you only come out for the big events. I mean, the Winter Classic, ASU game. I mean, uh, and then now, now you come out only for the big events. So if you're going to be here, uh, then it, then it's big for that reason too. Well, it's also big because the Colorado Eagles are playing Henderson this weekend, correct? Yes, that is correct. That'll be going on the same weekend. So. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be a big one for the um, American Hockey League All Star Game as Riley Tufty from uh, Colorado will be there, I assume, and uh, of course Adam Cracknell uh, will be there from Henderson. So that will be something I'd be interested in seeing as too. So I might have to split it up, do a Friday Saturday at one or the other, and and uh, and go that route. But I know you're going to be there. You're going to be at UNLV for sure. So we'll see how that's that works know, out. It's hey when there's a conflict. If only I could be. It's like you or you. You wish sometimes you could be at three places at one time. Sometimes well, I, wish I could be at two places at, at one time. So this weekend is killing me because uh, Augustana is opening up their new building in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at Midco Arena, and it, uh, it it's hurting me because I've seen the opening of Mullet, I've seen the opening of Robeson. And uh, I wanted to be there for the opening of Midco, but that'll come. I'll get a chance to see that at some point in time. So yeah. not not too worried about that. But, okay, let's go through the rest of the the, uh, the top 25. So we got through the top 10. Purdue Northwest is a team that's, uh, I think, surprising this year. 19-5-0, and the number 11 spot. Calvin at 12. Pittsburgh at 13. Grand Valley State at 14. Illinois State at 15. How about this one, Stephen? Utah at 16, Arizona at 17. They did a little flip-flop. Uh, Arizona had a little rough time against uh, Maryville this last weekend. but uh, So they flip-flop. Indiana Tech is 18, Delaware 19, Missouri State comes in at 20. When you look at those 10, Stephen, what do you see? What? How do you dissect it? Well, I'll start with the... You you mentioned the Arizona thing and and Utah as well. Uh, as you mentioned, Arizona kind of had a rough weekend against uh, against uh, uh, Maryville, and uh, for for Utah, they are playing much better. They they came out with a strong seven to two win over Grand Canyon, which you know is not a premier, not a top tier team, but Grand Canyon had had some put off a little bit of a streak. So Grand uh, Utah got a seven two win over Grand Canyon on, at home on. The nineteenth, and then on the twentieth, that would be last Saturday. They they follow that up here with a, another win, and I'll look at the score here because that tends to matter. Actually, they didn't. They actually lost to uh, Grand Canyon six to four. So interesting. So they they split with Grand Canyon, yet they they move up. But one of the days it was a five goal win for Utah, and then the next night it was a a two goal loss against Grand Canyon. So yeah, interesting. They they split the weekend and they end up still moving up a spot. So it was still a nice weekend for them and and for utah yeah they you know that's kind of where they they kind of hang out at they they were well, actually they I, like I, that I, spot I, apparently I'm, 16 or actually, 17. I, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry i, I said i was i was thinking of arizona but no utah actually dropped some spots they actually were up at 13 but they actually did drop a few spots so that does make sense they did split the the weekend with the canyon so they did actually drop a few spots uh from the previous weekend 
Uh, Arizona was at 15. They've dropped. They're only 8, 10, and 1. So they're, they're, they've had a little bit of a struggle this year to, to find some consistency, the Arizona Wildcats. But they're they're hanging in right now still at 17. I, as much as you, we love Arizona, or two of us love Arizona, there's one one cohort that does these podcasts that maybe not in Arizona. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, but, and he uh, does that in jest. No, I, mean, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> That's, well, I mean – he would have to get back his ASU card, uh, alum yeah, card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I understand. Can't do that. It's like with me and uh, and Reno, Reno here. I can't. I can't. Well, not luckily, they don't have a, uh, a team that we have to worry about covering here. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, if if I showed any sort of support for for the team up north uh, here in Nevada, I may have to get back my uh, UNLV alum card. So <laughs> <laughs> San Diego State too, although that that's that's not as bad. But that's quite a rivalry too. But uh, but not as, certainly an in-state rival tends to to mean more. Anyways, but yeah. But no, you, Arizona. So eight, eight, ten, and one. So below five hundred, but yet they're still in there. And I, you know, as much as we we love that program, does that deserving to be as high as they are? Maybe they there's some teams that maybe could be above them. But but you know, they're they are a, a reputable team, and they they have a strong schedule. They've they they've uh, booked a, a strong schedule for this reason because they they want to have these tough games. And so to be eight, ten, and one maybe is not the worst thing in the world, considering the schedule they've played. But uh, certainly, you, you would want to be better, obviously. And uh, now with their 24 teams being in it, you know, if they can still turn it around and get a spot in the national tournament. So, um, yep, but, absolutely. Um, I do want to shout out also to Maryville's head coach, John Hogan, uh, last Saturday night earned win number 100. I said, John, have you even coached 100 games? <laughs> it's and pretty he got to do it against this. Arizona, too. So, that's that kind of is, is interesting, right? I mean, that's exactly, exactly. Ties to, to that. To that program. Yep. So that's cool. uh, the alum of uh, University of Arizona. So yeah. uh, congratulations to John Hogan for that. He he reminded me very quickly, too, on the text. He said, thank you, but remember, it takes a village. And uh, he said, I didn't even realize it was uh, I was coaching for win number 100. But um, that's the way it goes. If uh, if you're a good coach, you don't keep track of those things. They just somebody tells you about it later. Well, remember, anyway. remember how Kirk Handy, it took. Remember, he'd been in. I think he got what to his. 500th right or something like was it last season or some some big milestone or yeah it was a big milestone and, i don't remember and, for sure but and that's all and then he's been coaching for a bit and to get to five i mean you think about it but there's only what 20 maybe 20 games in a season and and john hogan hasn't been coaching for super long as a head coach but he's he's been around for several years and and uh yeah i mean and so but kirk annie's been around a, a bit so and then we had michael rivera had his his 300th uh, win uh, recently with with central oklahoma and of course we looked at his record it's like three, it's like most you know he's co- he hasn't had too many losses it's he's gotten to the 300 yeah. pretty pretty quickly in in such a short amount of time uh you know not not hasn't taken that many games to to get there almost the, almost the minimum amount so uh okay yeah. let's do let's do 21 to 25 we've got iowa state in at 21 7 5 and 0 the only 12 games uh westchester at 22 Colorado, as you mentioned last week, sneaking up eight, eight and two. Oklahoma, nine, eight and two, gets twenty four. And Michigan, Dearborn, and I don't get this one yet, Stephen. I do not. Um, Chris Haltner, we've had him on the show early uh, before the season. Uh, they're seventeen, six and one. How are they twenty fifth? I just don't get it. I mean, that's way too many well, wins and, and that, and to that at that team, point. And that a team like Colorado and Oklahoma are higher. And they're hanging on at eight eight and two records and a nine eight and two record, uh, but I want to talk about those two teams because last year, those were teams that were towards the bottom of the not just of this ranking but just in the ACHA in general. So for uh, for Oklahoma, which we knew, you know, it was a new coach coming in, actually a new old coach coming in. Obviously, he's been there before, you know, and he's got a, another turn turn there at Oklahoma, and and uh, you know and. They're, they're they're dealing with having to share with UCO their building and stuff you know they're or having to sh- share not they're they're not the ones sharing you know the UCO had to share has to share with Oklahoma that building so there's there's that part of it but uh, you know last year was a rough season but they we figured it would take some time and and I think the coach when he's been on our show before has said that you know they would be in a position to to compete and stuff and and they had been even last year when they weren't necessarily weren't winning games they were in a lot of games but. Uh, this year they are getting a little bit more success, and so Oklahoma now is in the mix. Right now they're kind of on the cusp. Probably if this was the rankings going into the tournament, uh, they'd still be cut off because uh, there'll be a couple of auto bits that take the those probably those those last three spots. Um, so right now Oklahoma probably uh, wouldn't be in, but they can 
They were 22, so they've actually jumped down a couple of spots. Colorado's another team last year, kind of some struggles. They have some uh, a new coach in there, and after their many taller left and 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 decided to move on from there, and and so yeah, they've got a new coach in there, and uh, and they're doing better. So uh, that program is is doing better. So we talked about how great the the WCHL is, and of course we used to focus primarily on the WCHL teams with with this podcast, and we've expanded that because there's just so many good teams, but but. We, if we want to focus on WCHL for a moment here and, and, and kind of go back to our roots from when we were just focusing really on those on that conference, right now you have uh, you have one, two, like do some counting here on live on the air here, two, three, four, five, six, seven WCHL teams out of ten that are in the uh, top twenty-five. The only three that aren't in right now would be Grand Canyon, uh, Colorado State, and uh, and Arizona State, uh, which is which is a team that has typically been in the top 25 and was in it in this year. And they've actually started – that's another team that's kind of gone the opposite way. They kind of started off the season pretty good, pretty decently. And then well, they really my question be on that. weekend here in Vegas, and, and now they're out of the top 25. But I don't know how far out of the top 25 they are, so they could be right there too. Well, here's my question on that. How big was losing their goaltender uh, to the NCAA program? And, of course, he's not playing. I mean, he's just the third, the third goaltender. goaltender. It's a so. great opportunity for him to yeah. – uh, you know, and I saw him last weekend. He's, you know, in warm-ups and, and things like that and getting all the perks of an NCAA player. But, but he's not getting live action in games right now. No. now. He's, he's just the no. – he's the practice goalie, essentially, the third goalie there for the ASU's NCAA program. And it's, it's kind of like what Isaiah Seville had been – been was the last month with uh, the Golden Knights. He's kind of then the, the backup. He was the – um, now he's back with Henderson. Now is the, is the goaltending situation there is getting a little bit better. But yeah, it's always a tough kind of a tough role. You know, you yeah, you're good that you're up with the big club. In this case, we're talking the NCAA program with ASU. But uh, but you're not going to be getting into any live games. But he's still pretty young in his his college. Yeah, he's career, only a so, freshman, yeah. but still. So I'm I, I think there's so I still think there's there's still experiences, and I'm sure you're you're gaining from that being around the the NCAA program. And 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 if he ends up back with the ACHA program, I'm sure he'll be a lot better for his time spent up there or if he stays with the NCAA program going forward then then uh, maybe he gets an opportunity so it, in the end it might work out for him but or maybe he goes to a different school and together that's possible too but well uh, my he, point being though is they, they, they don't have him he, in net yeah they don't have him yeah, in net how too. much is that yeah. hurting them yeah, because they kind of spiraled since yeah. that that moment that he yeah. went up yeah, um, certainly and, since the start of this semester yeah yeah so I don't know how much that that really hurt him or not but interesting well, it probably anyway, put that yeah. program in a tough situation too because maybe they they, I don't know who they have for a backup, to be maybe honest. Maybe they you. didn't anticipate that that was that was going to be the guy that they were going to rely on, and then which you know you're not going to say no, you know, but, you know it's a good opportunity for the for the guy, but yeah, but then you have to kind of you kind of have to pivot now and and go with their the other opportunity uh, the other goaltenders that you have. That's why you, you know good teams will have a couple of goaltenders you can have, but some teams don't have that. Some teams have one really solid goaltender, maybe a second goaltender that's that's okay that can get you a game every once in a while, but you know at the ACHA level it's a little bit of a, of a different beast so uh you know sometimes you don't have that luxury so yeah that that certainly can play that's probably has played a role i mean they gave up 10 goals on the friday game here against uh unlv and then the next night which was a very a competitive game actually it ended up being i think an eight to five game so uh, it ended up being uh, a little bit better but still a uh they still ended up uh still ended up losing that night. So they well, that, that surely did not help their ranking purposes uh, for sure. But you look at that, that's 18 goals in two nights. Uh, I don't think their number one goaltender, uh, Mr. Ham. And that's probably who was played early in the season. And, and uh, UNLV went there early in the season, actually lost one of the games to ASU there at, at the Mall Arena or the, the, I guess, Mountain Community Iceplex, the other rink. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Saturday game, the goaltender for ASU was uh, was Cody Creasy. Uh, yeah, Cody uh, Creasy gave up eight goals on 55 shots. So UNLV really pounded them with 55 shots and uh, made 47 saves. And then the night before, the the 10-2 game, their goaltender in net that night was – let me wait for this to load. It was – they went with uh, – actually, they did two goaltenders. Eric Garber started the game, gave up six goals – and then they put Anthony uh, Bonaldi in for the remainder of that game, and again ended up giving up four goals uh, himself in about 15 minutes of work. So, 
all three other goaltenders that they have, I guess, got some work in last weekend against UNLV. Yeah, the other one I want to mention real quickly, and then we'll take a break, is uh, Iowa State at 7-5-0. We know their program just came back um, after being suspended for a year or two. Um, but I'm a little surprised that they've climbed to uh, – Number 21 in the rankings when they've only played 12 games. It may be a brutally tough schedule. I get that. But still, as you know, uh, when I look at the at the rankings this time of the year, uh, man, you've got to have double digits. And I'm sorry to the teams that don't have double digits yet. Um, You've you got to have double-digit wins to be in the top 25 in, in my book. It, it's just, is there too many games played now to where you got to look across the table and go like, Okay, who's who's for real here and who isn't? And um, of course, you know how well uh, I love the Arizona program and Coach Berman, but I think he'd probably be uh, one of the first to mention too. Is like we we need more wins. You know, you can't have eight wins uh, this time of the year and expect to be a championship team. I don't think. And so seven five and zero for Iowa State. I'm not sure. Colorado and Oklahoma. I know how tough their competition is, but they're still eight and nine wins respectively. And then you look at uh, Michigan-Dearborn at 17 wins and Westchester at 18, and maybe their schedule's not as tough, but, man, when they've doubled you in wins, come on. I mean, that, that's just not that's just not uh, a mistake. Yeah, so yeah. It's yeah, I see with the, with the Iowa State. I had a chance to look up their schedule real quick, and Iowa State uh, started their season with Oregon, so they, they, they got a couple wins against Oregon, but is Oregon really a, a top-tier team right now? Um, they also had games this year against uh, University of Illinois. Uh, they played Waldo, Waldo for a game. Um, then they played a couple of games against Maryville, although it says here one of them was the Maryville D2 team, but I don't know if – I mean, I guess that's – and they lost to that if that was the case. I don't know how that, that's the case or not, but they did the – Maryville beat them, um, and then, yeah, and then – uh, Midland, they played Midland and, and didn't beat Midland. Um, well, they did beat Midland one of the games, uh, a one nothing game. They got they got spanked pretty prad- badly by Central Oklahoma. So that's a that's a tough te- that's a top team. They lost twelve to one. Uh, actually, that was their most recent games. And then they they lost four to one the next night to Central Oklahoma. So that's been it. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not a very, been a very heavy schedule for sure. It's I think uh, two four and then there's two four six. 8, 10, or 11, 12 games that have been accounted for. They still have um, – actually, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't the most recent games. I, I, we're further into the month of January. But uh, they've also had games against uh, Midland again, uh, McKendree again. So um, their, their schedule coming up, they've, they've still got Ohio. That'll be a, a top team, so they have an opportunity there. Uh, Illinois again, but then Utah uh, is going to be – they're going to be going to Utah for a couple of games. So that'll be good. And then, and then they end the season with a D- Division two team. So – yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I see your point about Iowa State. You wonder how, how, you know, you look at the schedule, you look at the results, and it doesn't seem to add up to why, uh, even from the computer standards, what, where, why they would be where they are over well, other teams that maybe were more deserving of their position. Here's simply how you look at it. You mentioned some teams. You mentioned McKendry and Midland and Illinois. Um, none of those three teams, for example, are in the top 25. So it's not like you've beaten top 25 teams uh, along the way. You, your wins are coming against teams that are not in the top 25. So I have a problem with that. And then you've only got seven. you know. So I think you need to have at least three more victories before you get into the top 25. And then again, I think it's got – I don't know how it computes because it just doesn't seem to make any sense that um, you haven't beaten anybody that's – that's above you. You haven't beaten anybody that's yeah. right behind you. <laughs> I guess you get. I guess you get some credit for the strength of the teams you've played, uh, which again I don't think is super high. But they have played Central Oklahoma a couple of times. They did lose twelve to one, but then they only lost four to one the, la- the next night. So I guess that helps them. I mean, uh, you know, you look at. Yeah, okay. Well, stop a minute. <laughs> stop a minute. You, did you hear what you just said? They lost to Central Oklahoma. I know. I know. Twelve to one well, I, and four to one. Well, but I, they lost. But I think okay? that's how, but I think that I think the fact that they only lost by three goals to a top team like that didn't hurt too badly. <laughs> I know it's it's weird as it sounds, Scott, but I think that I, I mean I think that matters with the computer. I we it's this battle with it. But I mean I think it, I think that's why goal differential teams are either sometimes are being real conservative because they don't wanna 
if it's especially if they're down a couple of goals, you know, where a lot of situations where I know if Chad Berman and I've talked to him about this, where you're 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 down a couple of goals and you're late in the game, you don't want to pull the goalie because you give up another goal, then it's all of a sudden a three goal loss that looks worse than than a two goal loss. Okay, so so, uh, so again, yeah. let me throw this back at you. You said twelve to one the first well, that, yeah, night. That, yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. That wasn't good on the computer or on the ice or on any on paper. Right. It doesn't really matter. But my point being is it, to be in the top twenty-five. How are they ahead of McKendry? How are they ahead of Midland? Yeah. How are they ahead of them um, if they haven't won any big games? Uh, that's that's the question that I have. And like I said. I think at this point in the year, if you don't have double-digit victories, because, I mean, look at the teams that have double-digit victories. Minot State, 22. Adrian, 20. Central Oklahoma, 21. Jamestown, 18. UNLV, 17. Maryville, 18. Liberty, 13. Ohio, 19. Niagara, 13. Mary, 16. Northwest Purdue, 19. Calvin, 18. You get the picture here? Where does a seven-win team fit with those teams? And and how is Michigan-Dearborn a 17-win team? And they've, they've won 10 more games, Stephen, yet they're, they're four spots behind. Yeah, and if you're those teams, you're probably a little frustrated. You, you would hope, and, and it could very well make the difference if a, between a, a tournament berth or maybe not a tournament berth, and if you're, <laughs> yeah, and if you don't, if you don't, especially when you start getting towards the lower part of that 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 top twenty-four, and you, and if you're like, well, if we have all more and more wins, and we've done this, and then this team that's only got like six wins or seven wins, and they they get it, they get a spot, but then you're you're left out. So it, well, that that's why yeah. if I were looking at this and I were Westchester and Michigan Dearborn, I'd be going like, there's something wrong here, guys. Uh, we've we've earned 18 victories and 17 victories, respective, and we might not get into the tournament when currently a seven-win team in Iowa State, an eight-win team in Arizona would get in. Even a 10-win team in Missouri State would get in. So, I mean, you got to look at it and go, like, what do we have to do? We can only play the teams that are put in front of us, right? We well, don't... they're put in front of us, but the, but the teams can help. Uh, in some cases, the teams can can help um, determine that with, with the teams that they schedule. But in some cases, if not, if they're in a conference, then then they play the teams in the conference. That's why some teams have left certain conferences and gone to others or, or independents, as we've talked about. Maybe it's better sometimes to be an independent team because uh, you have a little bit more flexibility. But something about being in a conference, there is an auto bid up for stakes, so that helps too. But, yeah, I don't – It's uh, I guess it's not a perfect thing, but is, is this the, the most correct way to get it down? Um, it, it, we always talk about. It. I think in the end, for the most part, they get it right. But maybe this will be a year where we we are complaining, and, and there'll be some teams that are kind of like barking, "Hey, how come we didn't we didn't get a spot?" Some, some years, well, it's a- like I said, if I'm Michigan Dearborn and I'm Westchester, I'm asking a lot of questions because uh, Michigan Dearborn plays in the same conference as Indiana Tech, who is also seventeen, eight, and one. Although Indiana Tech is eighteen and Michigan Dearborn is twenty five. Uh, same conference, literally the same, well, almost the same record. Two more losses, actually, for Indiana Tech than Michigan-Dearborn, and yet there's <laughs> there's that big of a discrepancy. Um, and like you said, it's you're adding more teams to the tournament this year, but you might still not get in with that kind of a record. And I don't know what else you can do because you play to win the game. Somebody told me that once. And that... <laughs> And if you play to win games, um, told you personally. <laughs> no, well, I think he told the world, but whatever. Um, so if you're playing to win games and you're telling teams that um, you know you have twice as many wins or ten more wins than somebody else, and you're not good enough to make our 2014 tournament, come on, come on. Um, then there's got to be some tweaking somewhere because, to me, that just makes zero sense. And and I think for the most part, you know how I like the rail on the on the uh, the computer, but I think for the most part, the top twenty right now are pretty solid teams. I'm just worried about 21, 22, 23, 24, and twenty five. I know you added them the, at least to twenty four, but as you said, there's going to be some auto bids, and 
do you really want to weaken if that's the case? And I don't believe it is because I think Westchester and Michigan Dearborn can hold their own. I just think that uh, it, it's kind of crazy to, well, to look at it. Well, right now, the, the, the ACHA men's D1X account uh, has been doing a good job of breaking down uh, the, the bracket or the uh, the rankings each week. We're now about four weekends away from the final bids going out, four weekends left of games that will help. That that'll go towards determining the rankings. Uh, right now, and this could, this obviously is going to change, but hypothetically, if it were to end right now, uh, the CHMA conference winner would be Indiana, Pennsylvania, which are currently ranked 28th, so they would get an auto bid. So that's going to bump uh, 20, yep. that'll bump 24 out, or, or it'll bump 23 out, and then the NECHL, which right now would go to Oswego State, which is 30. So that that'll be a team that would get an auto bid's going to bump a team out. So right now, the two teams that would be bumped out would be Oklahoma and Colorado would get bumped out at 24, and the 23 teams would get bumped out. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then right now, um, well, yeah, and then it talks about the teams that each conference have has their leader right now. But yeah, so yeah, I mean that that could make that could be the difference uh, between getting in and, and getting out. So it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, you look at the breakdown of the averages and the average of the two polls that they use and it's it's pretty close. I mean, Michigan, Dearborn, and Oklahoma are essentially tied at twenty five and a half. When you look at the averages, and and uh, Colorado State actually, we talked about them. They're just on the outside. So you got uh, you got twenty three. You got Colorado, Oklahoma, twenty three and twenty four, and then Michigan, Dearborn is twenty five, and then t- two more WCHL teams are at uh, twenty six and twenty seven, and then Arizona State even at twenty nine. So all team ten of the WCHL teams are within the top thirty. So. Uh, but yeah, and then you look at uh, Iowa State right now uh, is 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 an average of 22, which is it's weird. It's a discrepancy. That the one poll uh, that that's used, a computer poll, is they are uh, numbered at uh, 26, which seems which seems right. Uh, 22. <laughs> Which is higher than Westchester, which is which is thirty and one, and then nineteen and another. Okay, that, okay. But then you, but then, um, and then you got Colorado's twenty-seven and twenty-three, so twenty-three and twenty. So I, I don't know how that's all determined, but yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of interesting. But uh, I, I think we're one, gonna do the show I, in a week from now, and it's gonna be. I think one computer needs an overhaul. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Let's do a quick break here. Let's come back and let's talk about some of these matchups coming up this weekend. We already alluded to the big one, I think, the number three Central Oklahoma at UNLV, but that'll give you a little time to research who's playing where, at least the top 10, top 15 teams uh, to see where they're playing this weekend. So we'll be right back. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. The University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising off-season of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. Looking for a small campus setting with a big campus varsity hockey program? Located in the heart of the Ozarks, Springfield, Missouri, Drury University Hockey is the new game in town. The beautiful Jordan Valley Ice Park, located less than a mile from the Drury campus, is the home of Panthers Hockey, including a newly renovated full-time locker room space. Drury University offers over 80 undergraduate majors and programs and nine graduate programs with an average class size of just 19 students. Go beyond and become a part of a bright future for Drury Panthers Hockey. Visit jurypanthers.com and jury.edu for more information. Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. 
Ice Dogs hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to UGAHockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia hockey. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, and won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, a small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. In just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto, the Lakers M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid, coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community, or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, visit our website at lssuachahockey.com. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers Missouri State, Illinois State, and Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoYouMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHA W1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast, winding down towards a national tournament 
in St. Louis, Missouri at the Centene Center. And, of course, uh, some of the overflow games going on at uh, Maryville Ice Center, Hockey Center as well. Is that where uh, you're going to be? <laughs> Scott Strandy with you from uh, Maricopa, Arizona tonight, high above the desert floor on the 12th floor of the beautiful Harris Hotel and Resort Casino here. Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, did you get the power back on and the garage door open today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, I did. Yes, okay. I, did. <laughs> I was worried about that. I was worried about you stuck in there and you couldn't get your car out because you needed power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's an interesting uh, dilemma. But yeah, no, that that's all good. Uh, good deal. And yeah, good deal there. And yeah, we're gonna be hopefully in St. Louis uh, in a couple of months. And well, will be there. But oh, yeah, I guess it's an it's well, barely about six weeks. Yeah, it's yeah less than that. I guess it is. Yeah, about a month and a half. I guess. I, I am and, working uh, on hotels as we speak with our friends over at the Holiday Inn Express and seeing what they have for us. Um, to that to toasted uh, toasted raviolis again that I, that I had while I was in uh, St. Louis last time. You love that, <laughs> you know? yeah. And to go uh-huh. to and go to Emo's Pizza. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Don't say that. Go to Jets. Well, Jets is our partner. <laughs> That's right. Well, do they have a Jets in St. Louis? Do I say do? Okay. I'm going well, to line gonna... you up with all of our partners. When oh, we get then we're going to go to. I guess I should know better than to. Well, Holiday is not a partner of ours. <laughs> not yet, but they're working on it. Okay, uh, anyway. maybe we could get. Well, no, we already got a pizza place. I guess they're uh, they're big partners with the uh, with the university, uh, Maryville University, I should say. So, anyway, um, we'll get on to this whole deal here and figure stuff out. But you're gonna deal with Southwest Airlines too while we're at nah, it. There you go. That wouldn't hurt. Um, <laughs> or some airline. It doesn't have to be Southwest, but but Southwest. <laughs> That's nice plug. Nice plug. all these people free, free plugs here okay <laughs> we don't, all don't right want so so coming up this weekend we talked about what's going on at uh city national with central oklahoma invading there uh to take on unlv what else is going on we talked about minot state and mary played on a wednesday who else is playing this weekend and what did what caught your eye when you were looking through yeah well i the one that i see first well that I happen to be on on the screen right here is Minot State going to Jamestown to play Jamestown. And those teams play a bunch during the season. Obviously, the close proximity to each other uh, helps. And those both those teams are usually very good. So it's not like you're playing an uh, you're getting taken advantage of playing an easy team. But but Jamestown's number four, Minot State's number one. So that and Minot State will just be coming off of a loss. So uh, you know, for Jamestown, it, it's it's important because uh, right now you're at number four and. And while playing Minot, because it's a strength of te- team, shouldn't hurt you too much if you lose. But then again, if UNLV has a really solid weekend, maybe they jump up past. It's it's a really tight uh, between one and one and five, or at least. And then you got Maryville that's kind of right on the cusp, even Liberty too. So, uh, but that's going to be an important weekend for Jamestown and Minot State. And for Minot State, they want to probably stay at number one. And and who knows, maybe the loss this weekend or here or tonight on Wednesday was going to hurt that already. But if they come back and have a solid weekend against, uh, and I'm turning how Adrian does and with their games, uh, then then maybe they'll to kind of stay where where they are uh, in the in the rankings. When you get to this kind of time of year, that it's not really a whole lot of major shuffling, but there still can be some shuffling as we've seen that. But at least with the top five, I, I unless something really unforeseen happens, I think the top five, maybe even the top six that you see right now, are probably going to be the top six that are going to be in the tournament. Uh, you know, that are going to be the top seeds in the tournament, I should say. But uh, where they where they position themselves uh, does matter. Now, in the past, being one through four mattered because it, it's a little bit of a supposedly a little bit of an easier path. But now that there's 24 teams, I even think if you're five, six, or one of those five, six teams, I even think I think you get a little bit of a break too because you're going to play a team that will have played a day before, which can be sometimes a disadvantage. But uh, they'll have a team that have already played it because I think they're going to. I think that's the way the format's going to be now, and, and and then suppose so I. But in the past, being one through four was was helpful. But uh, but I think well, right, and right now when I look at one through ten, Stephen, I think there's still some movement that can happen. Yeah, if you get lower 10. down, yeah, lower down, there's still movement. But I think even in the top, the top five and six, I think are pretty. Uh, you don't want to say you're comfortable, but you're you're probably pretty solid that those are going to be the teams. They're at least the top five teams, maybe six and seven. Or I don't know. I mean, it's possible that a team that's seven or eight could jump into the top five, but. Uh, I think those top five teams are probably going to not lose too many more games. No, uh, like I, we said, Jamestown and Minot State do play each other a couple of games. That will matter. UNLV Central Oklahoma does play each other here this weekend, so there could be a chance for one to 
help you know knock the other down or or well and i'm not i'm not saying that what i'm saying is i think there can be some shuffling between say six and ten like you marry with a win tonight will they jump up to nine or eight Uh, ohio liberty maryville where where will they fall and slot into the top 10 because you know the extra teams as you mentioned does make a difference so you still want to be top four and I think that that's going to be a real battle for that probably four and five spot. I, I don't see Minot State, Adrian, or Central Oklahoma slipping out of the top three. I think it's a matter of who gets four, and that could be extremely yes. important in that's this format of a tournament. No, I that is that's a good point on your on your end, and yeah, I think that that is certainly true. Uh, Adrian is going to host Calvin this this weekend, or at least they do on Thursday. So, um, you know, that's probably. A, Adrian's probably going to win. Well, don't game. say that because uh, Calvin's 18-4-2, and, and Adrian is 22-0, and 0, so I know uh, both head coaches are taking that one very, very serious because that could vault a successful weekend, could vault Calvin into the top 10. Yes, that, that, is, tr- that is true, but I just think Cal- uh, Adrian's such a, a good team and uh, a dominant team that I think, uh, I think they'll probably take care of that series. You're going to have... Uh, just scrolling through here, some some of the Friday games, which a lot of times will be the Saturday games as well, their weekend sets. Uh, let's see. Gra- uh, Grand Canyon in Oregon. Okay, that's not a big deal. Uh, Arizona's going to host San Diego State, so Arizona looking for a bounce-back game uh, weekend for them. Hopefully can can take advantage of a San Diego State team that's 5-11-1. Uh, they, they really could use – they need some wins to help their 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 campaign and their, and their standing and if they want to move up any of the rankings. Uh, just look at some of the other games here. Obviously, we talked about Central Oklahoma, you know. What's Maryville doing this weekend? Are they off or are they playing? Maryville, Liberty, and Ohio, for example. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking there. I, I, I see uh, Colorado State will host Missouri State this weekend, Utah hosting Arizona uh, State this weekend. So that's going to be uh, a big weekend. And then Utah, I believe, still hosts UNLV. And Utah, I think the first – I think the following weekend. So that's, that's a big opportunity for Utah to continue to, to try to make a push if they want to get higher up in, in the rankings there. Uh, I don't, Midland is hosting Illinois state. That's okay. Let's see. I'm looking here. Uh, University of Oklahoma plays Colorado. So those are both teams that are kind of on that cusp of the bottom of the, of the rankings there. So uh, the 20 top 25. So that, that'll be a big important weekend there in Colorado. Uh, um, I don't see. I don't see uh, Adrian. Well, here. Let, let, we saw Adrian let me give you a Maryville, Ohio tip. Uh, it's Maryville at Ohio University on the twenty sixth and twenty seventh, uh, and in Athens, Ohio. That, my friend, will also be a very big matchup. Yes. Uh, so that'll be good. Um, then um, coming up for for Maryville, as we talked about their their stretch run, they played against uh, Arizona. Um, actually, if you go back to the 13th, um, they played Grand Valley State. Well, let's go to the 12th. Grand Valley State, they got a win. They beat Grand Valley State again on the 13th. They beat Arizona on the Friday, the tw- 19th, and the Saturday night, they beat Arizona again. Now they have Ohio this weekend. Then they'll get Arizona again on a Thursday night, and they'll get Minot State the next night and Saturday. And they'll end the regular season with Missouri State. So they're going to play um, these two last games on the road against Ohio this weekend. Then they'll come down the stretch and they'll get uh, five in a row at home to close it out. So Maryville's got a way to strengthen themselves into the uh, five-six position. Pretty. Yeah, no doubt. I mean that that's some good competition they have coming up, and and to take advantage of that and and see where they can. They can finish up. I mean, it's pretty impressive right now that they're, what, number six right now or, or uh, you know, or hanging on to that. I guess they're, they're yeah, number six. And, and it's it's p- possible that they could they could uh, still pass uh, a team like UNLV if UNLV has a couple of slip-ups, um, you know, and, and, they, and they could be vulnerable. And so, I, I you know, again, that this because you got UNLV and Central Oklahoma playing each other, that two those two teams – We'll, we'll battle with each other. Somebody will, will lose, or maybe it ends up being a, a tie, at least in the computer's eyes or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's going to be, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a big part of it. And then, yeah, and then you got Maryville is kind of right there. I mean, they're a six, but, yeah, they Ohio's right there on their heels. 
at eight, Liberty, even you can even throw in Niagara's too. So um, that's six through nine position. Even Mary now might move up a spot depending on how the rest of their weekend goes. If uh, if I didn't see what their next game is, but they obviously had the big win here on Wednesday against uh, Minot. So that was that was good. Um, yeah, I mean, well, how about how about this one too? Liberty this weekend, Saturday and Sunday matchup at Stony Brook in Stony Brook, New York. Uh, oh, that'll Stony, be a tough. That's a tough place to. to that's play. always a tough place to play. Yep. And then Liberty will come back on the 2nd and 3rd of February. They'll play uh, Adrian College in Liberty. There you go. Which will be something. So and that's going to be that's gonna be a real gauntlet of a matchup. And then the 9th and 10th, they will uh, travel to Ohio to play Ohio University. That'll be so a, there's a lot right of there, right, there, right there, number 8, Ohio is. So. Yeah. There's some shaking up to happen. Yeah. They'll get also, they will get uh, a home and home with Ohio University um to uh, uh to end the season the regular season so uh there's a lot of good matchups going on and again this weekend i think is uh second to none uh you said you uh mary and uh, i'm sorry jamestown and minot state will do battle um this weekend correct yeah I, yeah at least on at least the friday i didn't i didn't see if it was the same for saturday but uh the the, the saturday for sure they they're playing uh, each other and maybe and maybe or Friday they're playing each other. So certainly, I think the the Saturday they could be uh, could be facing off too um, on Saturday, which would be a couple of more games that will make a difference in that. But uh, yeah, I mean it's. Well, I guess I could do it this way since Minot State's independent. Separate here. Uh, yeah. So I mean that's. Uh, let's see if they're listed here for yeah. And then they play Saturday. Uh, it's an afternoon game, actually. It's a three forty-five start, so it'll be actually a little bit less time in between games. So you kind of wonder if uh, Minot State will be a little bit uh, tired there because they'll have played they'll have played today on Wednesday, and then they'll have played uh, Friday, and then Saturday afternoon about three forty-five, so a little bit earlier start. So that could make a difference too, and maybe that'll make uh, make it a little bit of a chance for uh, uh, Jamestown to get a win. At, get a win against them if not two wins yep absolutely so i think there's a lot of good games coming up let's take one final break which i think which i think was done by design i think a lot of these teams that want for this reason (laughs) this part of the season especially now as you prepare to go into the national tournament some teams positioning probably well secure that they're going to be in the national tournament some teams down towards the bottom are still on the cusp and if you're trying to play for those top spots uh, but what i think the bigger picture is that uh you play these tough teams because when it comes time to be, if you're, if you're got a spot in the tournament, you're well prepared because you've already played a lot of these top teams already, or you've already played strong competition. Um, so that helps your teams. We've been seeing that the last couple of years, teams scheduling tougher games, like a Liberty schedule, really tough this year. But they've we've talked with Candy, they've done that by design. UNLV's schedule has been really tough this year. A lot of that is because they play in the WCHO, which is a tough conference anyway. So a lot of their games are already are determined there, but they scheduled with Minot State this year at home. They were scheduled with Jamestown and the teams like Minot and them want to play those teams because they're top teams and it helps everybody. Um, you know, and, and it's, you know, there's, there's, we'd see more of it if the travel was a little bit, uh, the travel, you know, there's, we'd see more of it, I think, if, if you, uh, if the travel wasn't such an issue in some cases, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, but, but you're seeing Arizona, even their schedule a little bit tougher this year, and and obviously we're seeing the result. They've been kind of struggling a little bit, but they've they've played tougher opponents this year, and and uh, than, than they maybe have had before. And then it's just a product too of also that the the league is getting better too. There's more. I mean, America comes up from Division Two to Division One, and they're all of a sudden now knocking off the number one team, and they're in the top what ten or you know it's it's amazing. We're gonna have new teams come in next year, and and we'll see how they do and. It just shows that the league is continuing to grow and the teams are getting better, which makes these these matchups even more meaningful in the regular season and then leads into the national tournament, which should be uh, which should be a lot of fun here. What, you said six weeks? Yes. <laughs> Got okay, let's, uh, let's get this uh, last break in and then we can wrap things up. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? And Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000 plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, 
Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. Looking for the big school college... Experience the best of academics and athletics at Minot State University. At Minot State, we're not just a team. We're a family united by passion and determination. Achieve your academic goals while thriving in a supportive community. With a commitment to excellence both on and off the ice, we're shaping leaders with an 11 to 1 student-faculty ratio, over 1,200 scholarships awarded annually, and in-state tuition for all students. Experience education that goes beyond textbooks, propelling you towards a brighter future. Join Minot State University and be part of a legacy of success. Discover your potential at Minot State. Learn more at MinotStateU.edu. Minot State University. Be seen. Be heard. Be you. Women's hockey is one of the fastest growing sports in the country and at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top-level hockey. Maryville Women's Hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first-class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville women's hockey, go online to MaryvilleSaints.com. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed, it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you today in Maricopa, Arizona, just outside of the Phoenix metro area. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. The rain is over now. It's clearing up, and we are way late. But, Stephen, another big matchup. Hopefully I will see you on Saturday, Friday or Saturday for one of these games uh, UCO at UNLV, and we'll keep track of the rest of them as well as we wind our way towards a national tournament starting on March 7th, a little earlier this year, Centene Community Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Las uh, Vegas, Nevada, wow. <laughs> Sorry, St. Louis, Missouri. I was thinking about where I'm going to be this weekend. <laughs> St. Louis, Missouri. We can thank the NCAA uh, for the uh, earlier uh, national tournament uh, for the ACHA. Yeah, true. True. Is, they, is, uh, they're the big dogs. They control that stuff. But but like like we said, though, I think it's uh, maybe better in some cases for these students. Not as much time in between the final regular season game and when the national tournament is. So that might be maybe preferred for the uh, for these teams. But uh, we'll I know we're done. Out. 
we're running late on time, but I feel like we always we, we have some women's teams that we're focused on too, and I want to give them a little bit of love and, and update the rankings for that real quick. Uh, Liberty, of course, the dominant team, number one. Uh, Midland two, Adrian three, McKendry four, five, six. Maybe next week we can dive more into the women's side. But Minot State seven, Indiana Tech eight, Arizona State nine, Michigan Dearborn ten, Lindawood eleven, Jamestown twelve, Minnesota thirteen, Niagara fourteen, and Miami at uh, fifteen. So that's the latest on the good stuff. Good, good stuff. I did catch a little bit of the uh, Arizona State versus Denver women's game uh, the other night as I was leaving Mullet Arena from an NCAA game. So, yeah, you're right. That good stuff. Glad you caught that in there. And, and then we have a few double. Uh, M2 teams, too, that we need to we'll, – we'll look at that, too, because that's a little bit more complicated for a future show. But we've, we've Kentucky, down the, Kentucky that? by the way, is having a great season. So is uh, the guys up at Lake Superior State. Yeah. So, uh, so All right. We'll, we'll, try to, we'll try to get that in our show in the future here. But, uh, yeah, from the NCHC.TV studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast presented by IceTimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Uh, behind the mask and behind the mask.com, although I've heard there's a name change in that. but uh, There is. They are now free, pure hockey. So um, so I don't know if that still means they're a sponsor with us or not. but, uh, but They yes. will be until the end of this month. Okay, well, we'll read it still. They have three valid locations. I think that's all still true, so you can keep supplied with the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first-class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be looking forward to that at the 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. FedEx, ship, manage, track, deliver. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Maryville Women's Hockey, go to maryvillesaints.com for schedule and ticket information. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where you're staying at a Caesars property, with rates as low as $10 a room, except on big game weekend here in Las Vegas. Uh, University of Arizona Hockey, visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Jets Pizza, there it is. Uh, lunch, dinner, and catering as well. JetsPizza.com. University of Mary, new league, new level, same goal. Visit us at GoYouMary.com. The Tag Creative Group. Have us create that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Go to redbubble.com and search T. Grand Rudd. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platforms at ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. And I believe, as Paul said, tell one person about our our, uh, our podcast and help them subscribe, and then maybe they'll tell somebody else and tell somebody else and tell somebody else. Or tell yeah, more I than one person. Yeah, I told them to tell more than one person. Tell more than one person. We're over 50,300 downloads right now, so we are running strong and running late. So we'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.